0: Welcome to the Left of Straight Show, where we talk entertainment, music, books, foodies, and more each week with special guest interviews of interest to the LGBTQ community and our straight allies. Direct from the entertainment capital of Northeast Ohio. Northeast Ohio. Your host, Scott Fullerton, chats with some of your favorite entertainers, celebrities, newsmakers, and behind-the-scenes people across the country and around the world who make it all happen. So sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and let's start talking.
1: Right, you guys and gals, it's time for my next interview featuring the talented singer and songwriter Caleb Rudy. With his soulful voice and captivating lyrics, Caleb's poised to become one of the most exciting new artists on the music scene. His debut EP becomes available later this year, and his new song was just released on March 17th and is called Tornado. He's created the third of five visualizations that will comprise the EP's narrative and it features the continuing characters of Wes and Caleb. Caleb's father was a pastor while he was born in Colorado, and he was raised across Virginia, Montana, Iowa, and finally settled in California by the time he was 12 years old. While passionate about his music, Caleb is also an actor and film school graduate who secured his first feature film role in Love Exclusively in 2017 and starred in the LGBT short film Old House in 2019. The film he wrote the original song Burn for, and the ballad earned him a Best Original Song Award for the Indie Short Fest, as well as a nomination from Top Shorts Film Festival. We had a great conversation a couple of years ago, and I'm so happy to have him back on the Leftist Race Show to talk about all this new and upcoming music, his own personal journey since we talked last, and whatever trouble we can find ourselves getting into today. So please join me as I explore the world of Caleb Rudy, a rising star who's poised to take the music world by storm. With his unique blend of talent, passion, and social consciousness, Caleb is an artist to watch and a voice to be heard. Caleb, welcome to the show, my friend.
2: Hi, Scott. That was an awesome (laughs) intro. Thank you. (laughs)
1: You're very welcome, my friend. It's good to have you back. It's been like three years, maybe almost four.
2: Yeah. It's been a
1: bit. Yes.
2: We we talked right as the pandemic was... uh... Rushing in, so it's been a while.
1: Exactly, I think we hit right before we were locked down there. I mean, we're talking about burn back of the day, so it's, yeah. been, it's, been day it's been a long time. <laughs> Got quite a bit of music happening. You are in beautiful downtown LA, and we are recording this the week after the Oscars, and you're in your second round of wild and wacky weather. You've been holding up okay out there?
2: Yeah, that's been pretty crazy here. Uh, but th- there's snow on the mountaintops, so that's something that I've, I've never seen in Los Angeles, and it's beautiful to to look at. And I mean, the the air is clear now, so that's also nice. <laughs> so even though there's you know some elements of the weather changing and the climate changing is pretty frightening, you know, at least there's a the silver lining of um, the snow capped mountains.
1: There you go. Here in Northeast Ohio, we're hopefully having our last snowfall of the season. We've been in mid-40s to mid-30s the last week, but it's going up to 55 starting Wednesday. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm press, so we'll see what happens.
2: Wow. Yeah, I haven't had weather like that since I don't know how long, but we don't have weather like that here. <laughs>
1: It's crazy. I'm still a California boy at heart. I told you off here, that's where I was born and raised. That's and right. My mind is still California. Winter takes me by surprise every freaking year. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh my God, what am I doing here? Yeah. But like you said, it is pretty. It's good to look at. Yeah. So I like that. All right. Well, let's talk about, like I said, last time we talked, your single Burn was released, so it's forever ago. Um, You've kept an equal footing in music and acting back then. Let's kind of catch up. Tell me how you're doing now. The music is really starting to take off. Um, Are you still doing any of the acting or talk about what your life is like these days?
2: Yeah. So life has changed a lot since, um, since we, last talked I think I've definitely focused a little bit more in on on the music side of things and um that's been percolating a lot more now um I did recently join sag this last year so that was an exciting um you know accomplishment um thank you yeah <laughs> but um yeah the the music and the acting has started to kind of go hand in hand um and even You know like you mentioned i i got a film degree a while back and so that's also come into play with all these videos um that we shot for the record we shot five and um you know i was able to act in them and and direct them so um it's been cool to be able to kind of do all three things that i'm passionate about at the same time
1: that's awesome now were you thinking up this concept during the pandemic, how did you do your pandemic? I mean, mine was on the couch, basically. And you guys in L.A. were shut down a lot longer, than we were here back east. Um, right. Did you, did you adapt well to not having much to do, or did you feel cooped up? You know,
2: I had a, a pretty okay experience during the, the pandemic. I was able to, to take a break from a lot of stuff and see my family a lot. And... um you know, I was able to spend like months at a time with them. So I would kind of go up there and visit them and then come back down to L.A. And nice. I think it was really good. You know, I think we all had a lot of time to think about what's important to us. Um, maybe re-priority, reprioritize things, shuffle them around. And um, I think I did a lot of that during that time. So the pandemic was uh, obviously as tragic as it was. There was some there were some good things about it, too.
1: I hear you. No, it was was a different experience for all, but it kind of feels like we have it mostly behind us. I mean, there's still lingering effects, but it's nice to move on with our lives. And like I said, I wasn't productive at all, but I still learned something, I think. I think no matter what, you learn something about yourself during
2: it, right? Yeah, we learned a lot. (laughs) I learned a lot, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that everybody did.
1: Well, I definitely want to get into your music. When we talked about it, I want to talk about... Um, when we were talked last time, you were still kind of coming to terms with sexuality and everything. And when we get into the videos, we're going to talk about you have kind of made a direction that you want to go for those. How has that been for you coming to terms with coming out for yourself? And then talk about it coming with your family, because I remember your family wasn't even happy about music and uh, drama back in the day. And your dad being the pastor, how has that relationship evolved around your coming into your own identity?
3: Mhm.
2: Yeah, well, it's been a a long journey uh with all of that. You know, when my my parents um kind of found out about my sexuality, um my identity as a a queer man, like when I was still in high school and um I think they found out second. I don't know if some people at school found out first or I can't quite remember, but you know, um at first they wanted me to go to conversion therapy and it wasn't like a, a camp or anything quite as, you know, severe maybe as what we've seen in some movies like Boy Erased, but it was, you know, therapy sessions with, um, maybe even more sinister was that, was that it was, it was with a a licensed professional. I mean, it was, it was with a marriage and family therapist, you know, but he also did conversion therapy and, um, I went a handful of times, kind of called bluff on that. You know, they have you sign a a sort of um, waiver that stipulates, hey, most people don't actually experience, you know, real change in their attractions. Like what we're going to do is give you tools to modify your behavior. And so the only reason why I even considered it at that time was, well, you know, things would be a lot easier if these attractions to to men changed. Um, So finding out that, that wasn't even really going to happen kind of was the the nail in the coffin on you know my decision to to pursue my true identity and um okay. so i i stopped you know and it became sort of a an elephant in the room for for a number of years um with my parents but you know our relationship has evolved a lot um we we're able to have some important conversations even, you know, during the pandemic when we were spending a lot more time together and was able to articulate to them, especially after going through actual therapy, (laughs) you know, and, um, (laughs) being able to put into words what that kind of coming out experience with them was like and how, you know, traumatizing, um, it was, I was able to articulate a lot of that to them and they were able to receive it and, you know, um, make amends, and we are in a really good place now, and um, they accept me, and they love me, and so yeah, that's sort of been the the journey with my parents, and, you know, around that time, I was also, you know, I was coming out to friends, and for all intents and purposes, I was out, you know, like, through college, and then um, kind of had uh, coming back to faith moment after college, um, to, to, you know, my, the faith of my upbringing, which was, um, Christianity, it was Presbyterian specifically. Um, but when I kind of came back to that, you know, it was in many ways, a a positive experience and and the faith that I came back to where the, the, the community that I kind of, um, involved myself in at that time was a very progressive, you know, version of Christianity. It wasn't like just typical evangelical. Um, And so, you know, I was, I was able to navigate that and still feel um, fully myself and um, fully loved by God for all of me, including my sexuality. But, you know, there was like a sort of with a, a lot of inside of those communities, I sort of just decided to omit my sexuality and like, you know, let people assume what they wanted to, but I, you know, especially when I was in leadership positions, um, I didn't feel that it was, uh, that I could be fully open and, you know, so that was kind of weird. It was almost like I went back in the closet, <laughs> um, in some ways, right. Cause I was still, you know, fully myself. It was just in those certain circles, there was that omission and, but, you know, like the last time I spoke to you, that was around the time that I was just like ready to, and you know, like fully like on my social media and in my career to to just fully come out as as queer and um yeah you know like and there's different words for the same thing you know by queer um but i after doing that was i've definitely felt a lot more comfortable um fully expressing that queerness in in my work now and um that's been super freeing and um
1: That's my next question. Yeah. How does that affect your creativity? I mean, all of a sudden you're living a more authentic life full time. Do you see the difference in your passion for or how things come to you? Or how does that affect your creativity? Yeah, well, that kind of happened
2: um right before I also started to tackle the idea of like really trusting my instincts all around just like creatively with the with the music with the visuals um because there was a brief period of time after we spoke where I felt like I started to focus more on trying to figure out what was gonna land like what was gonna you know, help me get heard, right? Because none of us really, we don't want to like perform in our bedrooms for the rest of our life, (laughs) you know? We we do want to be heard. Um, And so I started to think about, well, you know, how am I going to get like playlisted on Spotify? Like, you know, trying to to find a sound that was going to maybe be most broadly appealing. And I went down that road for just a little bit and that road, you know, didn't feel good. Like, uh, I, releasing one of my songs, kind of on that road. Um ultimately after its release or even before it, I was sort of like, this isn't free. I don't feel free in this. I feel like I'm um you know, you're just trying to people please, essentially, is that you know at the at the bottom of it. And so then I decided to just start trusting my instinct because it, it didn't feel good to to not. And so when I was starting to think about making a full EP, um, I decided to reach out to Scott Smith, who was my first real musical collaborator. I, I I worked with him on my demos all the way back in 2016. That was my first kind of real musical effort, putting stuff out into the world. And, um, you know, at that time, that was at a time when I wasn't worried about what people thought. I was just working from my gut and... Um, so I decided to reach out to him and, um, kind of explain to him what I wanted to do with the record. And, and then just from that point on, like continue to trust my instinct and my gut. Like, what do I think is cool? What, what, what does he think is cool? Like collaborating and, um, you know, not being worried about getting playlisted or how, how it's going to be received. And that continued, like, as I was imagining these videos, I, I worked, um, from a place of just like what I, what immediately came to me when I thought of the story that I wanted to tell, I worked off of, of that. I didn't think about, well, what are people going to think? Um, is this cool? That <laughs> was never, if it's cool to me, then it's cool. That That's, that's where I was working from. And, um... Yeah, I like I kind of just did that all throughout the process, and w- ended up working with other incredible um, people on the videos, and that was so. You know, I think that learning to express myself freely has not only has transcended just sexuality, but also um, in the mu- kind of music I'm making.
1: Just, right, gotcha. And now, talk. Let's get into the project a bit. Like I said in the beginning, we've got a five episode narrative so to speak that you've created here um i forget i think i asked you before does your songwriting come first or does your music come first does it kind of come to you together how does your process work through that and how did the story start to evolve did you did the one naturally progress to the other or did the whole concept kind of come to you at once
2: it was definitely in stages i mean i wrote the songs quite a while ago you know before i even Mm -hmm. decided i wanted to choose these specific songs to be on the record and then to make videos for i i you know writing the songs was just a normal kind of free process where you can't really force it like you're just sitting down one day and um something comes to you you like download it from (laughs) who knows where it comes from but um and you, you channel it and it comes out and um so all of that was sort of separate, like these and these different songs were written at different times. You know, the, the four of the songs on the on the record were written around the same time or even maybe before or slightly after Burn. And okay. yeah, so and then um, 18 was one that I wrote around the time that I was beginning to to make the EP or just like right before it. So that was um, the kind of cap on the whole thing but um yeah so i wrote them and then when i was i kind of just selected the the five songs i wanted to record the most um or the most immediately and um you know got on the on on a video chat with scott and explained to him what i wanted the record to to sound like and at that time i didn't have the vision for the videos yet but i almost did like without knowing it because when i was describing how i wanted it to sound or how i wanted it to feel i was like you know i want this ep to feel like a full narrative you know like the first song is a prologue and then like you know we're ramping up and there's like a climax and there's a resolution like um and on top of that i had other ideas about how i wanted it to sound like i for me you know Imag- imagining something visually because i also act and you know i've gone f- like enjoy directing um these things kind of like merge and i'm i was describing to him like how i wanted it to sound by how it would look if it were a movie so i was like you know i kind of want it to feel like um like a spiraling out of control drug narrative like um Requiem for a Dream or Candy or 13, um, Train Spotting. Like, I, I want it to, um, you know, things to be really beautiful at first and to be really blissful at first, right? But then things start to get really rocky. Um, and then there's a, a come down, like, a, you know, things really spiral out of control. And then by the end, you know, I want the last song to feel like, you know, you're awake at, eight a m for the first time in years, and you're at maybe you're at a rehab and you're like looking around at the sun the sunshine and you're having a moment of a clear of clear headedness and catharsis, so that's what I wanted the last song to feel like and and so that was sort of how I spun it to him. that's how I <laughs> trying to explain how it would look um so he could understand how I wanted it to feel and sound and um you know then much later after the after we finished the um the e p and after we mixed it, that's when the ideas for the each video started to kind of come to me so and and they ended up in some ways being a little bit like what I described to him at first um with some more you know more inspirations and things came along the way but it it ended up being around about the same thing, you
1: know <laughs> I love that that's so awesome. Well, they're really magnificent. I've been loving the progression so far. Let's start with the first one, which is 18. I want to go ahead and play it for our listeners now in case they haven't heard it before. And we'll talk about it on the other side, okay?
2: Okay, sounds good.
3: I know it's crazy, but I miss you now. All the things that matter, I don't care about. Like when you said I'd never make it out except love just what it made could have had all of me but you wasted it like sleep without dreaming would you believe it i said sometimes i missed it it was like i was fixed off my face lost away
1: That was 18 by my guest today, Caleb Rudy. Um, Caleb, such an uplifting, kind of a fun song to watch. Uh, I love the setting for it. Tell me about it. You directed all of these. Talk about picking the location and kind of the feel on set for that first uh, video.
2: Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I got to make these videos with just the most incredible team of mostly people that I already knew um, from film school several years ago. And, and we had never really made something again. And even um, one of the directors of photography, I don't think we really worked together when we were in school, but we all kind of kept in touch. One of them is a, a really good friend and the other two, we, we kept in, in touch. And, um, you know, I reached out to Joseph Padilla um one of the directors of photography with with these ideas and he was super stoked about them and he he brought on Genevieve Rico and um she was another director of photography and the photographer for you know all the album art um and then Hayden Citrini was the producer so it was just right nice. a, a wonderful team to to work with and I have to give them all the kudos um it made my job as a director so much easier to work with people who are like masters of their craft and and know not only what I want, not only my vision, but are also bringing so much to the table themselves. But um, anyway, back to your, your question, 18, you know, when I was first dreaming up these visualizers, they were quite a bit more simple than they ended up being. I didn't, I had no idea that we were gonna get the sheer amount of footage that we got for each of them and so for the first video for 18 my original concept was more of like um a camper van situation parked you know somewhere we were camping and um we're road tripping and some goings-on outside of the van and and inside um you know in the beautiful outdoors like it ended up being but you know, I had gone to this ranch to check it out to see if we could, you know, bring a camper van there. And and they just had this incredible, like, little trailer uh, already there. And the setting was so gorgeous. Like, you know, there's a shot of this, like, valley. Um, it was just this ranch, like, outside of Los Angeles. Um, and it was absolutely perfect. And so, it, you know, there were so many just serendipitous things about this whole project, the way that things came together ended up being so much better and so much more than um, I had hoped. And that was one of them. And the feeling on, so this is the first video we shot of the shoot, we shot all five videos in a weekend. And this was the first one, everyone was super excited. Um, And everything just really came together. I mean, there were moments where, you know, as we were shooting, when we were all just commenting on how um, beautiful the, the shots were coming out. So, yeah.
1: Love that. They really were. And like I said, it's kind of, you could tell young love starting. I think the lyrics are fantastic for it. Just a great opening video for the story. Talk about your co-stars playing Wes. Where do you find him and how is that working together?
2: Yeah, that's M. Taylor Hall. Um, He is also a a writer um, and he's also an actor. So I I found him on a casting website when I put out the casting notice. And um, yeah, I'm so happy that we, that I I chose to go with him as my co-star. He brought so much to the table. Um, You know, I mean, I mean that, that starting with that shot of him like swinging me ar- around and just even being capable of doing that. <laughs> He's like six, one or two, um, you know, and he has like a little bit of background in having done swing dance when he um, was a little bit younger than he is now. And um, so, you know, he brought like that to the table and just his incredible acting skills. And, um, you know, it was, he was great to work with and um Yeah. That's how that happened.
1: <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. Let's go into the second visualization here. This one was called Mess. Uh, let's go ahead and play this for the listeners and we'll talk about the other side. Sounds good. All right, guys, here is Mess. We're speaking to Caleb Rudy. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here in the Left of Straight Radio Network.
3: All oh, those feelings can get mixed up And you knew in my life Blue eyes and the sweetest smile Great teeth and I like your style But I put the cart before the horse and I You mind, want to know what it feels like when our hands are intertwined. Yeah, when our hands are intertwined.
1: Yeah. All righty, guys, we are back. That was messed by my guest today, Caleb Rudy, the second in a series of. Five visualizations for this EP he's created. It's going to be coming out this year. I love the theme of this one, Caleb. Kind of like what's a crush versus love and everything and kind of getting (laughs) so much invested into it right away that it happens a lot of relationships. Talk about how that theme came about and uh, where where the idea for that song came.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm just the master at that. (laughs) Or I have been (laughs) historically just... Getting a little ahead of myself um, and kind of falling uh, and just sp- strictly speaking about the song now because the, the video is kind of a different kind of thing. But um, with the song, yeah, I just have historically kind of fallen, you know, before you have all the information, right? So then you have kind of made these emotional commitments in yourself and with this person um, and, and then you, you find out more right and then you're looking around like oh like how like it's hard to (laughs) kind of dig yourself out um of that and it's you know painful um rather than the maybe more um just having the you know mental wherewithal to kind of take your time and really get to know someone Mm -hmm. um and so yeah this song is a little bit about that. And, you know, in, in the bridge, there's that line about, you know, you, you saw me broken and you left me hoping and, and it's sort of about, um, yeah, someone, someone seeing you in that state of, of having jumped in too fast and, um, kind of just having to deal with the aftermath of that.
1: How was that for shooting and directing? I mean, that was close quarters. You guys are now inside that camper van and it's like, definitely close quarters how something like that to film
2: it was very intimate <laughs> in a lot of ways um y- you know we were we were all just right there in that little um trailer and you know luckily it was a small team you know just the the two directors of photography the um you know the makeup artist the the producer myself and Taylor um and so it was I think a, a a big challenge for the director of, of photography to light that, you know, I, I, we stepped away for lunch. And then when we came back, I'm looking around at all this insane lighting that they've done, like taping all these lights around the trailer and hiding them. Like, so, cause you never see them on screen, which is a miracle. Cause there were, I mean, it, they just did a fantastic job. And um, yeah, but it was good. It's good to have a small set then, because obviously the, the, the intimate scenes that we shot um are, you know, you you feel less awkward because there's less people watching you. Um, and I trust the people who are there on set, you know, and um, trusted Taylor. And, and there was, you know, it was just good grounds for shooting something that was beautiful and um, while also being professional and um, everyone feeling comfortable.
1: So, yeah. Nice. Fantastic shoot. I loved it. And like I said, I think the theme is something that, we all talk about. So I was going to ask if you're a a fallen two feet first, like a lot of us are. So. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
2: (laughs) that has been me in the past, you know, I, I, the last year or so um, I've, I've had a lot of time to think about that and some other things. And I'm, I am a person who's a little bit more guarded now and who has, you know, maybe more appropriate walls and gates around my, um, my heart and my life. Um, but yeah, so hopefully less falling too fast from now on.
1: Right. Well, you can't help but almost from learning from it. You're you're creating this art. It's like, <laughs> okay, I got I got to have some kind of perspective here.
2: Right. See what I'm I'm
1: writing. About. That's to come from some kind of truth. So I
2: definitely hear. Right. All right.
1: Well, let's get into the latest. This, as I said, just released March seventeenth. So excited for you on this. Let's talk about tornado. Guys, we're going to play the song, and we'll be back on the other side. you will listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. <music>
3: I do right now, baby. Don't lie to me. Can you just lie with me? Don't know where it's going, but my heart is showing it's terrifying.
1: That was Tornado by my guest today, Caleb Rudy, singer, songwriter, and director of the videos. Caleb, this one's a lot more dark. <laughs> we got, we're got we digging into the relationship now. The opening shot was gorgeous. I loved your two faces and the eyes, and I love the opening shot. Talk about how this was the film. We're talking a lot more intense now. Um, talk about this video a bit. The title is very apt. <laughs>
2: yeah um this was on our second day i think it was the second video of the second day and um luckily you know by this point in time um we are a a well-oiled machine and and taylor and i have um you know a lot of trust now built between us and we have shot other things now so it was it was good grounds for it was the right time to shoot it and um yeah, we had some rehearsal. We had at least one rehearsal for this before um, where Taylor and I worked through um, the the fight scene and he brought so many good ideas to the table and um, even helped kind of pull some of these emotions out of me because um, he's a, a brilliant actor. So um, yeah, then when we were there on the day, just with some preparation, behind us and with, with trust between us, we were able to just really go for it. And, um, yeah, you just have to continue to, you know, again, kind of circling back to just trusting your instincts, uh, you know, when you're acting as well, like you just have to, you just have to go for it and get out of your head as much as you can and, um, live inside of the moment. And that's what we tried to do. And I think we, um, be able to do some of that, so.
1: I thought it was very powerful. One of the things I like, we talked a little bit ago about him kind of picking you up and swinging you around in that first video. Mm. I think the the size difference played well in this video because you kind of see it in this video, the size difference, but then you see the tenderness of West. so it kind of brings that much more power to the relationship as well because you see that juxtaposition and just as you crumple down together, it's just pretty amazing um, film work. And I thought the direction was amazing on that.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, you know, there were some themes that came up um, again, and in, instinctually that I didn't even really know that I was working through. Uh, you know, there was a moment we were rehearsing where um, Taylor was, when we were talking about some of, this this fight scene and he was like yeah you know around this time you know this is the time for me to be okay I guess I'm gonna be acting as your parent you know like (laughs) because inside of relationships there are moments right where one partner is maybe behaving more like the child and and one you know the other partner kind of has to take on the parental role um and so you kind of see that and I think that's um scary. You know, it's beautiful. Um it's it's true. Um and yeah, you're right. I think the size difference kind of helped um really bring that to light. And um
1: yeah. It was very cool. Now and and this is like I said, it kind of it's struggling with addiction a bit. You've been open arms before you've kind of handled alcohol and nicotine in the past and everything. Was that difficult to revisit? Was it like exercising the demons? How was that to kind of have to work through that?
2: Yeah, it was something that I guess I really wanted to do. You know, it's the first thing that I kind of thought of when thinking of these videos. And um, yeah, I was having to draw from some experiences that were really quite old and some experiences that were, were more recent, you know, my story with addiction, I, you know, started drinking alcohol when I was 15 and and blacking out with that pretty much immediately, you know, that, and then that was, that set me up for for a long time of, of that being the norm um, for me and, and cigarettes around that same time, you know, a year later um, started smoking weed and, and then two years later doing anything I get, could get my hands on. And, um, somehow I, I guess by sheer luck, the only things I really became addicted to long-term were alcohol and cigarettes. You know, the, the other things that I, I did, I either kind of, um, experimented with, you know, a handful of times or, or did them for, you know, a, a matter of months. Um, I was able to stop all those things either when, you know, there was no more. Or like I, I saw in myself that as an act of preservation I, I needed to stop. You know, I remember, um, particularly the summer that I was 18, you know, by the end of that summer, just being on my bedroom floor, like wanting to write and wanting to feel, um, but not having access to that, just feeling very numb. Um and so that was a sign to me that I needed to kind of start pulling out of of maybe those, you know, not only behaviors but like circle of friends and so. But anyway, all to say, like yeah, strangely enough, the two things that are legal are 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 the things that I became addicted to in in the in the long term and were the ones that I had to quit. Had to become sober from by sheer act of will. Um, And through the help of, you know, therapy. Um, And so, yeah, but I guess circling back to your question, wrapped up in some of that, you know, the first relationship that I was ever in, my first serious relationship, you know, there was drug use happening. It didn't look quite like it does here or quite as derelict as it does here. But it was, I was definitely fully an addict at that time. And it was a very volatile relationship. Um, due to partly to that, partly some of, um, you know, my ex's issues, we we were young, right? We both brought a lot of, a lot of stuff to the table with a, a huge lack of self-awareness. So that, you know, <laughs> makes for a, a challenging relationship. But, um, so I had to, you know, I was pulling from some of that. Um, also in moments when I needed to get angry in this, it, that was hard to access, but, um, I, I thought of, a more recent experience that I didn't fully get to say what I wish I could have to someone. And and so I was able to maybe kind of fully exercise that demon um, through art, which is probably a better and more, you know, safer way um, in that moment when we're having this argument in the, in the scene. So,
1: yeah. Well, amazing video, amazing concept so far. So you've shot all five of them. Talk about, um, how you're seeing the release go, when do you plan on the entire EP being released and where does it go from here?
2: Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're working on the uh, getting the editing for the fourth video done. And I'm excited for people to see that, you know, I, I think that both essentially what's going to happen is another single will come out. Right. And then the, the fifth, the fifth one will come out, which will um, completely the, the EP and there will be videos for both of those and um I'm anticipating that, wrapping on all of that, you know, by the end of the summer. So it'll have just been a year of of Wes and Caleb. And <laughs> I, I'm real I'm really excited, you know, for people to see not only Tornado, but um the next two and just to continue on this journey, um, you know, not just with the songs, but also with the story we're telling with the videos.
1: Amazing work, my friend. I'm so glad I was able to talk to you about all this. Uh, Looking forward to the others. Talk about, just for a quick second, the directing. I want to bring back full circle. We started the conversation about and the acting and everything. Have you ever thought about, has it brought a love back for movie making? Do you think you might want to work on other people's videos? Have you ever thought about doing your own long form or web series or anything for yourself?
2: Yeah, it's... uh... It's been very empowering, you know, like when I first brought up the idea for the visualizers to Joseph, um, one of the directors of photography, I, I was thinking at the time that maybe like he was going to be directing or like, I'm not sure how I thought it was going to go, but then like throughout the course of our conversations, I realized like, oh, like, I guess I'm the director, (laughs) you know, (laughs) And, 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 um, you know, I mean, that happened pretty early and then I had to just put on that hat and like run with it, you know, whether I was prepared to or not and start, you know, dreaming up the shots and and dreaming up, um, how I was going to direct this thing. And, um, it was a really, really cool empowering experience. And, um, I definitely want, I'm not sure what, what I'm thinking of directing next or if I want to do that next but I have started working on a screenplay this year um and I'm super excited about that I won't you know it's it's still in the beginning stages but um I think it's yeah it's a little little bit a little bit of a fire in me for getting back into film or just behind the camera um and I'm excited to see whatever comes of that you know like I I don't know how, how long from now anything will come to fruition from that but um, I'm excited and the direction it's going.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, congratulations on all of it. We're not going to have to wait three years for the next time we have you back. We'll have to kind of follow the journey of Caleb and Wes as we go here. Uh, let all my listeners know where they can find your music and where they can find you on social media.
2: Yeah, so you can search me um, up on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, You know, SoundCloud, anywhere that you listen, it's just Caleb Rudy. That's Caleb with a K and Rudy with a D. Um, TikTok, Um, yeah. So you can you can find me that way and um, on Instagram as well. So
1: there you go. Well, Caleb Rudy, thanks so much for being on the Left of Straight show. It's fantastic having you back again. We'll have you back real soon. Stay on the line for me, guys. We are going to go to a quick break. I'll be back in just a little bit. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network.
2: Thanks so much, Scott.
0: Thanks for listening to the Left of Straight show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.